As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Seattle Sounders can become the first MLS team to win the CONCACAF Champions League, and the final hurdle to do so starts tonight. Seattle visits Mexico City to play Pumas tonight in the first leg of the CCL final, and Sam Stayskull is here to tell you what to expect. I'm Alex Abnos from The Athletic, and this is Soccer Every Day for Wednesday, April 27th. First, as usual, a quick TV guide for today. All times are Eastern. Going in chronological order, the AFC Champions League. Asian Champions League. We have a lot of Champions League generally happening today. The first one, of course, in Asia, they have games kicking off at 5 a.m., 7 a.m., 10 a.m., 1.15 p.m., and 4.15 p.m. Definitely the lengthiest Champions League in terms of kickoff times. Many of those games will, of course, maybe be done by the time you're listening to this, but they're all on Paramount Plus, and they're pretty fun to watch as well. Of course, in the European UEFA Champions League, we have the other semifinal after that wild, awesome, amazing Man City-Real Madrid semifinal yesterday at 3 p.m. Liverpool hosting Villarreal. That is on Big CBS, Paramount Plus, and Today NA if you prefer to watch in Spanish. There's also a big game in Serie A today at 2.15 p.m. Bologna hosting Inter. Inter, of course, in the title race. That is on Paramount Plus. And a couple other random games tonight at 8.30 p.m. Mexico taking on Guatemala in an international friendly. That'll be on Tudeane and Unimas. There are also Copa Libertadores games at 6, 8, and 10 p.m. A whole bunch of games there. I'm not going to list them all, but the one to watch would probably be at 8 p.m. Colo Colo versus River Plate. That is on BN Sports. Both of those teams in their groups are undefeated so far. So there's a chance a, a winning run could could come to an end. Well, I mean... Definitely a winning run will come to an end. They can't both win the game, unfortunately. Then, last but of course not least, in the CONCACAF Champions League, Pumas hosting Seattle Sounders on Fox Sports 1 and 2 Day NA. That game kicks off at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and I talked about it with Sam Stayskull, so let's send it over to my conversation with Sam.
All right, it is Wednesday, and it is the first leg of the Champions League final, the CONCACAF Champions League final, I should clarify, because there's other Champions Leagues happening all over the world right now. But we're in the final here in the North and Central American region, and I have Sam Stasekel here to talk about this particular matchup with me. Sam, this is a big game. We got Marshawn Lynch out here doing hype videos for the Sounders. Uh, are, are you excited? Are you as excited as Marshawn Lynch is for this particular matchup between the Sounders? And oh, Pumas? man, I'm pretty excited. I don't know if I'm as excited as Marshawn Lynch, but he looks pretty pumped, to be fair. It would be it would be hard. Uh, that video hard was was great. I laughed like I legitimately laughed out loud. <laughs> uh, and it was like in the 45 seconds or whatever they had it on. So those of you that haven't seen it, watch it and make sure you stick around till the end. There's a nice little uh, bonus there for you. At the end of that. It's, it's definitely. It it definitely gets gets its uh makes the full worth of all of all of its forty five seconds. Um, so the Sounders can of course become the first MLS team to win the Concacaf Champions League in its current format, assuming that they win this home and home uh contest against Pumas. They are traveling to Mexico tonight to play uh to play them, and then they'll host the second leg next week at Lumen Field in Seattle. Um. Sam, as I was like preparing to talk to you for this episode, I looked back at the four previous MLS representatives that have appeared at this stage in the competition. Uh, 2011, Real Salt Lake. 2015, CF Montreal, then known as the Montreal Impact, forever known <laughs> as the Montreal Impact to me. Uh, 2018, Toronto FC. And 2020, LAFC. How different slash or, or how similar are the Sounders are, are the Sounders to these teams. I think, you know, just looking at them, I would maybe write off the first two, 2011, 2015, just because that was kind of a different era of MLS. But uh, I'm curious what sort of your your feeling is on this. Yeah, I would certainly not compare them to the to the Montreal team in 2015. Um, that was one of the most random runs that I can remember, uh, certainly My from favorite, an MLS though. team in this tournament. Yeah, <laughs> super entertaining. Don't get me wrong. Uh, so, yeah, we can, we can throw them out. Um, the 2020 LAFC team, I mean, that was such a weird... Everything about that was so weird. It was a weird LAFC had already been eliminated from the MLS playoffs. COVID pushed this tournament to December. It was all the games were in Orlando. It was all single elimination. And it was a single leg yeah, final. And yeah. Carlos Vela kind of went crazy for a few games and, and carried LAFC to the final where they almost won. Um, I don't see a ton of similarities between that LAFC team and the Seattle team. Uh, they play significantly differently. Uh, LAFC traditionally a lot younger than the Sounders who really lean on experience. Um, and in those ways, I think, you know, there are some similarities to that Toronto squad that probably should have won in 2018 against a Chivas team that was not very good at the time, coached yeah. by Matias Almeida. Uh, <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly, I think he was still there. I think that was prior to the San Jose move. Anyway, um, yeah, but definitely some similarities there. Um, that team was led by Javinko, of course, Michael Bradley, Josie Altidore, tons of veterans were coming off that amazing 2017 season in which they won three different trophies, including MLS Cup against Seattle in Toronto in 2017. Right. So experienced group, top of the top in MLS um, and, and a group that we thought had the maturity and the poise to win that big trophy. Uh, they didn't quite get there, but they had a much tougher road to the final than the Sounders team has. You know, they had to take out Tigres and, and Club America just to get to the final, Yeah, <laughs> um, which was pretty impressive. The Sanders have not faced an opponent that difficult in this tournament, um, and they won't because Pumas isn't as good as those teams were back in 2018. So I think that's the most natural comparison. Um, 
2011 RSL, you know, Garth Lagerwey is the GM. He's the right. GM of the Sounders now. Second bite at the apple for him. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Um, well, I think it's interesting both that from that perspective and also a point that you and a lot of others have made about this particular finals matchup is that unlike all of those previous four, Seattle will be hosting the second leg instead of the first leg. Um, so they'll have a measure of home field advantage there. I think people can generally understand why it might be preferable, maybe possibly to host the second leg, perhaps. Maybe, maybe <laughs> no, no away goals in the final which is different than the rest of this competition. I did not know um, so that. that. Okay. So that, that is a difference. And then the other part, Seattle hosted the first legs against Leon in the quarterfinals and against NYCFC in the semifinals. And they raced out to big, big leads in both, both of those matches. They beat NYCFC three to one in the first leg in Seattle. They beat Leon three nil in the first leg in Seattle in that quarterfinal matchup. So they really took advantage of hosting the first game. Right. Where you go into that second match and all you got to do basically is just keep it tight. Right. And and that drastically changes the approach. So I don't know. I mean, maybe there maybe there was an advantage in hosting the first leg for Seattle, um, particularly after their performance this past weekend against San Jose, where they gave up not one, but two, two, two goal advantages to end up losing four to three to the Quakes in their first game in the post Matias Almeida era. A lot of Almeida mentions on the show. Yeah. Um, it, it should also be noted that no MLS team uh, that has appeared in the final has won their home leg. So it might not be quite as much of it. Although it should be said, they also haven't won many away legs. The one leg <laughs> at all that they've won was uh, Toronto FC against Chivas in the second leg of that one. Um, you mentioned a couple of draws though as well. A couple of draws. Right? Yeah. Yes. A couple of draws. Couple of draws. Um, uh, you mentioned Seattle's uh, loss to San Jose. I feel like this is a talking point that ends up being brought up every single time you talk about MLS teams in the CCL. Inevitably, these teams are just not doing well in MLS, and that is the case for these Sounders. Should we be reading anything into that, or is this just a case of they're rotating a lot so they don't have a lot of their best guys for as many minutes as they might have otherwise for these league games? I think it's mostly that. They didn't re- rotate on Saturday. So it wasn't a problem there. Um, they okay. used a lot of their best guys Saturday in San Jose. So that wasn't, well. that wasn't the issue for that specific game. But when you look at their seven points through seven matches, yeah, you can put a lot of that on the rotation. I think um, I'm not too worried about it just because they played so well in CCL. It'd be one thing if they weren't really firing in CCL and they were just kind of squeaking through and then hadn't really clicked into top gear. That hasn't been the case. They played really well against Leon in that first leg. They played really well against NYCFC in the first leg. And I thought they did a pretty good job in the first half of the second leg before NYCFC kind of threw the bathtub at them, as yeah. Stefan Fry said after that match. Um, so I'm not too worried. The other part of that is that Pumas isn't playing well either. 
in Liga Amakis. They're in 12th place, last playoff spot. They've lost two straight games, two to nothing. They're not going to have Dineno, their main striker, the leading scorer in the CCL. Most likely he's going to miss due to injury. And one of their starting center backs, Arturo Ortiz, is, is suspended for leg one. Um, they also have a game that's huge for them on Saturday in between legs one and two, where they have to play Pachuca, who is in first place in Mexico, basically to, to try and maintain uh, their grip on that final playoff spot. So they have more than just CCL to worry about right now. Um, so, yeah, the Sounders aren't in a great way, but they're probably in a better way than Pumas. So I'm not too worried about Seattle. Well, it'll be uh, very interesting, and I'm excited to see what happens. I know you are too. And, you know, assuming that there is still a competition in this in this, uh, in this particular competition to talk about, assuming basically Pumas or <laughs> Seattle doesn't jump out to a 6-0 lead or something in the opening leg of the final, we'll have you back next week to talk about what to expect in the return leg. Sam, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thank you, Alex. Real quick note before we go today, congratulations are in order to Meg Linehan, Katie Strang, Steph Young, and Pablo Maurer. Those four collectively won the Associated Press Sports Editors Award for Investigative Journalism yesterday. This is for their collected work on misconduct among coaches and administrators in the NWSL. This includes stories about Paul Riley and the Portland Thorns, along with further investigations into Richie Burke's time with the Washington Spirit. This is a very, very well-deserved award for all of them among really just an amazing standout group of candidates that were also up for this award. And I don't know, I just want to say, as a little peek behind the scenes here, those four really are the best at what they do. I've kind of been following along and editing and being along for the ride for for a lot of the work they did on that story. And I can say that they worked their ass off of all of them worked their asses off for every single one of the stories that we submitted for that. Um, it's always really energizing and inspiring to see how much they care about soccer coverage here in the United States, and I'm looking forward to more. This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can subscribe for $1 a month for six months by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thank you so much for listening, and happy soccer to you all.